I like that the thumbnail is just me sitting cross-legged in a chair on the phone. that unfurled thing hello three faggots in one room talking to you over the internet hello wow. i think your count's off uh I you're do a f- faggot <laughs> <laughs> i nice save I, I like to think that all of our listeners are well aware that i am a confirmed vegetarian yes that that is yeah fairly... but just as many people are convinced they can change you <laughs> I don't know about that. So you're you're just a broken straight man who hasn't found the way yet. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Unfurled. My name is Vox. I'm Roland, and I am absolutely not Roland. And I would just like to inform everyone, just as we get started here, that we've updated our privacy policy. And uh, we have a privacy policy. No, but I don't know if you've checked your email in like the ever. The Patreon last... has let me know they've updated their privacy. Fucking policy. everything has let you know they've updated their privacy policy. Half of my email in the last two days has just been privacy policy updates. Oh, that's Basically, the yeah. joke. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I've see. I'm so I live in ignorance of the world, and so I've been getting these emails just like, "Yeah, we've updated our privacy policy." I'm like. I don't know what's like, going on, but okay. like, good to know. I'm never going to read any of these. As there's yeah. a reason why ignorance is sometimes bliss. Well, and I'll be honest, I haven't read a single one of them, but from what I understand, there's new legislation coming in, and basically, if you want to operate a website in the EU, it, it's kind of important. But uh, mm. don't ask me. The person who would probably know all about it isn't here because he's a jerk. So it's uh, true, which means this episode's going to be a lot shorter. Yeah, I I don't want to like call him out, but Tal does like to get into uh, things a lot more than we Tal, sometimes Tal do. Tal really initiates the conversation. Let's be nice. Well, and but, to be fair, it's it's usually really good conversation or yeah. long, strong out rant. Um, the other thing I wanted to to bring up just as we get started here is we want to send out a particular thank you. To uh, our new patrons, and in particular, uh, Selen Sergal, who uh, has uh, awesomely subscribed to our, our patron at uh, at fifteen dollars. Holy which crap! Is incredible! Thank it's, you. It's ridiculous. We are now earning just under our 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 goal, our actual goal we set of fifty dollars an episode. We're we're close, which is strange. I it's one of those things I never thought would happen. Yeah, and yeah, like, here we are. We get paid for this now, and like for real, of course, because I didn't realistically plan ahead. Um, <laughs> in addition to my normal editing duties, which already happen perfectly every time without any consequence whatsoever, um, we are going to be figuring out and distributing the uh, raw, unedited, 
or the raw edited episodes for that Patreon level. So I'm working on how to get that sent out. It will be figured out, and Selen, you will get your extra rewards as soon as I can figure out how to make that work for you. Hooray! Hooray! Yes. Congratulations to, to us. To all those who have subscribed to us on Patreon. I know we say it at the end of every episode, but today we're going to say it at the beginning, too. Yeah, a hearty you thank so you much. for making Patreon viable for us. Yeah, and you guys are you are <clears throat> helping us. We are currently planning some major uh, major replacements because our hardware is quickly showing its age, uh, just like all of us. So it's true. It's crossing the Rainbow Tech Bridge. <laughs> but how have you guys been? It's uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, three. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Well, three exact weeks. I finally don't feel like death after my 12-hour shifts and my graveyard rotations, so things are good. Well, hot damn. Hot diggity. That's pretty good. Yeah. And you're enjoying your new digs? I am enjoying my new digs. It's Everything's pretty good. The house is... I mean, lonely now. <laughs> I lost my roommate <laughs> last month, but... Uh, no, everything's going well for me. But you got that pupper, though. So oh, yeah, Harvard's there. awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, if there's anything like being being in a house like alone, I think is just, especially when you're all always used to noise and everything like that, is a huge adjustment. And although like it's it's pretty fantastic. I mean, you know, you've got like, you know, run of the place and everything like that, which is great. I mean, there's a certain sense of like where, I don't know, there, there's always going to be that day where you kind of look around and be like, you know, it'd be pretty cool if there was... Another beating heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. In the I would, I would go insane in the echo chamber of my mind by myself. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, like, like most people would, right? Because I wake up, I come home, my dog greets me, and treats me like I'm the greatest thing on earth. So that's pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, that's what pets are fantastic for. It, it's everything I ever wanted. Perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. And how about you there, Box? How's your week been? It's been all right. I have been uh, rather displeased with the amount of hot that has suddenly shown up. And considering I just spent the last few months bitching about the cold, I really shouldn't talk. But it didn't really go through, like, as usual, our spring was the two rainy days we had between fucking freezing and then almost 30 above every day. And for most, it wouldn't be a problem. But um, my house has no AC. And while that's not a necessity, it also has very little airflow. And mm. my office has zero airflow. So if I'm playing a and game... And a sunroof. ...at all, that place is a sauna. And it it is not an all-day room of the house right now. No, definitely not. Yeah. But, I mean... <sighs> it makes doing the VR really hard, because it's just fucking hot. <laughs> oh, man, I bet that's a real sweaty piece of work. Oh. Um... Speaking of VR, actually, I just found out today that, um, so I don't know many of you that follow that stuff, but a wonderful little game called Beat Saber came out, which is pretty fantastic. Um, basically, it's like Guitar Hero with lightsabers. Yeah, it looks um, fucking amazing. Really? Now, some fantastic human beings were like, hmm, because it's still in early access. So some fantastic human beings were like, you know, these, like, eight songs? Let, let's let make those a few hundred. So <laughs> there is a separate client you can download that actually 
um, is all fan made and they've allowed you to upload all their songs and all their mods for Beat Saber. So oh, that's wicked. Yeah. So now your your eight like early access songs have now turned into hundreds of that, songs you can now play with varying difficulty levels. I, so that that's a very familiar story because this is hap- like I love when that happens. You've got um, Step Mania, um, any of like the the copy clones of like the popular rhythm games. Yeah. <laughs> People make their custom songs, their custom beat charts. Oh, it's amazing. Well, you know what the saddest part? I think like. I was super stoked for Beat Saber, and it's a it's a great game, but I was a little bit disappointed in the fact that it's like eight songs all by the same artist. Mm-hmm. So like they're like don't get me wrong, there's that's, still good songs. That's cool, but I it's disappointing. Well, there's just not enough variation, so it's kind of one of those like it feels and I get it, it's early access, that's fine, but the way they've kind of announced it was almost like a full game. Right, mm. so yeah, and, and I didn't realize it was still in early access. Ni- neither did I, and I purchased it, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's in early access, all right." And then I was like, "Okay, well, I was like, it, it just sort of, it almost makes it more of a demo." It it does what most early access games does, where you're like, "Ah, clearly this isn't finished yet." Yeah, lots of fun, but not actually done. Well, and it just it was sort of like. I mean, and it wasn't that it wasn't that pricey or nothing like that. So, and I mean, I'm more than happy to contribute to a company trying to make their dream come alive. Mm-hmm. You know, like things like Kickstarter and stuff like that. I think are brilliant ideas because it allows these people to um, act on kind of something they want to do and like those GoFundMe's and things like that. But just a little more legitimized, I guess. Yeah. Um, now, although I can openly admit that. From what I can see from the games library, Steam green lights like everything. It it does. In fact, green lights gone. So now you, I, I don't know what the process is, but when you they, think you can just about get anything on Steam. Which don't get me wrong, like a lot of those indie games are fantastic. Like, but it's just not. But there's so much now. Yes. So you go through. You go through. It's like I'm looking for a game, and they're like, "Would you like to choose from one of our?" Many awesome, like, pixel-based, like, 70,000 RPGs we have here. And I'm just like... I was like, would you like to browse our library of 500 million games? Yeah, and I'm just like... I'm, like, scrolling through, and I'm just like... I don't even... I don't have the physical (laughs) time of day. Like, I would love to go through those games because I'm sure there's a lot of them that would be just a blast to play for a cheap price for like five, 10 bucks, whatever. But the problem is, is there's just not, there is not enough time. You need a hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah. Like there actually is not enough time to go into the game, read a description about it, watch a video and bait or, or the alternative is, is you spend all your time doing that and no actual time playing any of yeah. these games. Yeah, so you sort of get to pick one or the other, information right? Information white noise. As, as they say, you have to judge a book by its cover. Sort of, have any do. time left to read it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really do. Like, And a car just reminded me here as well in, in our chat here. So I don't know how much you guys watched, especially the StarCraft area of streaming. But um, do you guys know Total Biscuit? Yeah, I heard the I heard no. the news today. Yeah, unfortunately, he passed away today. Aw, um, he was fighting a battle with cancer, and unfortunately, it uh, it won. 
I was quite That's young sad. too. 33, 34. Yeah, he's years only old. a couple of years older than than me and you. Which um, is um, it, it's sad. I mean, he had, he was a big name. He did lots of streaming, lots of review. Um, he was very much a consumer advocate, right? Very much uh, against things like you know loot boxes and all this shit that's out there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, he passed away today. So uh, I mean, I don't want to say thoughts and prayers because, because it's ironic and awful. But you know, <laughs> thoughts it's, and it's prayers for this guy who, I've never known who was you know the icon he was pass on. Well, and I, I think, I think, I, you know, regardless of thoughts and prayers or whatever, I think we could all, you know, say that we, um, that those, those of us that watched him and, you know, those of us that uh, followed him in the community could very much be like just appreciative of his it's, time here and his. Uh, it's always sad when a driving force like that leaves us. Mm-hmm. Definitely, <clears throat> absolutely, and you know what? It, it sort of comes down to sometimes life is life, and ups, uh, you know, sadly enough, that's. That's sort of where it goes, right? But, yep. but you know, but uh, definitely, you know, we appreciated uh, his time here and what he did for the community. Yep. For sure. I'm still going to go back. I I was watching. Um, he used to do a podcast <laughs> called the Co-optional Podcast, and the people on there would go and play board games on Tabletop Simulator. And I've spent hours watching them play Battlestar Galactica because it's just funny. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go back and watch a bunch more of his stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know, I think any way you could show your support, I think, would be pretty spectacular. Yeah. So. But uh, rather than me rambling on for a bit more here, uh, who who has a thing? I have a, a short thing, but. I think I've also got a short thing. <clears throat> oh, I've lost my short thing. I'm going to have to relook it up. I have a uh, I have a little thing. Well, why don't you As start well, us off? And we'll go. We'll go around clockwise here. Okay. Uh, well, we can do that. That way, I can go last. Um, unless <laughs> Roland wants to go first. Uh, you go first. I need to reacquaint myself with the article. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Um, so, I'm going to paint you a motherfucking picture. We're sold out of paint. But I brought my own. That's okay. Oh, okay. It's good. BYOP, so it's it's perfect. <laughs> um, I apologize too for my semi morose. I just I just haven't slept um great. So um <laughs> yeah, I'm just sort of in and out of consciousness at the moment. Um or so it feels like. You know when you take those naps and you just it's weird, you get in this like awake limbo. Yeah. I, I actually had the most wonderful nap today. You I, lucky man. I oh yeah, I know. I was like, oh this is so good. It's the only way I can describe this is consciousness purgatory. Yep. Like yeah. you're just sort of like it's, floating and kind of you know you're awake. You wake up hating yourself for having taken the nap in the first place. Yes. That's basically all my naps. <laughs> Most of it, but the, once in a while though, to to touch on what Roland said though, is like once in a while though. Though, like you can have a solid the nap holy grail of naps yeah like, where you feel actually like a new person yeah like they're just they're few and far between and they have to be very like calculated or, you but, know like that perfect morning where like the sun's coming in through your window and it's not in your eyes and it just like no just kind of what really because by the time the sun's up it's in my eyes oh man <laughs> no those... my, my blinds are set up perfectly so that the, the, the line <laughs> where the string goes is you know, the perfect line between oh, the sun, that crack, and my face. My, my house is north-facing, so that doesn't happen. Oh. Yes. Yeah, my, my bedroom window is east-facing. <laughs> oh, and I was going to say, like, that perfect just, like, little ray of sunshine filtering into your room. You wake up, and you're just like, ah. Uh... You're still kind of <laughs> tired, but you're just happy to be awake. Yeah, you just actually are conscious and ready to go. So, um, 
picture. So the picture, yes. So imagine yourself. Um, imagine yourself uh, in, let's say, yeah. Imagine yourself in Poland. Okay. Okay. Sure. You're, in, you're in Poland. All right. And uh, it uh, it turns out that um, you're actually a cow. That's that's heading towards the slaughterhouse. That that's not a fun thing to imagine. But I mean, but I mean, you don't really know this because you know you're a cow. Maybe you're not really like up and up on you. You're just like someone's taking me to this weird building here, and you're not really sure what's going on. But then, for some reason, your superhero like cow instincts kick in, and something tells you that these people are going to take you to a building and make delicious burgers out of you. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So you proceed to assault the person that's holding you, trying to take you into the slaughterhouse. Rude. And uh, dash for your freedom. Okay. And I do believe I I did post this in the Telegram chat, but I wanted to touch a little more because it's a pretty, like, heartwarming story. So in Poland, uh, about South Poland, it says, um, there was a cow that escaped the slaughterhouse. um, And this cow is like... This is what this is the cow that every other cow aspires to be. <laughs> this is like I don't know honestly this this is a just this beautiful beautiful animal and just it's so cool to see just it's not an often thing but just for some reason this cow just decided not today and did every last thing it could to get away and has now officially been recognized by the uh by the Polish government that this cow has every right to live and they will <laughs> and they will help and feed and medicate that cow. <laughs> and uh apparently now it lives on its own like little island. That cow like, won the amazing. fucking lottery. It, yeah, it escaped to this island and they were like, No, Fine. you're you free. <laughs> yeah, like they legitimately were like, you know what? Fate has said that cow will live out its years <laughs> to old age. Yep. And, uh, the, the cow that retired to the country for real this time. Yeah, honestly, like, so So this cow, um, evidently, I didn't see a name, but um, kind of what happened is the cow was on its way to the slaughterhouse, decided that's not going to happen. It ended up breaking the worker's arm. <laughs> Ow. So he could therefore not hold on to this miraculous... Dude, what happened? Cow. Yeah, like, like this miraculous bovine um, uh, evidently su- suplexed this, this, this poor worker. Um, ran headfirst and destroyed a metal fence that was housed around the slaughterhouse so that in case such a thing happened, the cow cows could not get away. But this cow was like, metal fence? No problem. I got this. Yeah, guess what? Um, Fuck you, fence. Hold my hold my grass. Like <laughs> I, I want to know who made that fence so that I can not buy from them. I've I've just like I could not believe like so broke a guy's arm, busted through a fence, and then swam to uh, swam to one of the neighboring islands. <laughs> and I guess they tried for a week. They went to this island. They tried to capture it, rope it. <laughs> everything and they just could not get it um it even says what is it uh 
They they said firefighters used a boat to get to the island to try and capture the cow, and the cow swam away 50 meters to a neighboring peninsula <laughs> to get away from the firefighters. Yeah, so, that cow was just determined to live. Yeah, and they were like... They were like, we can't fucking get this, <laughs> this cow. is too smart for us. It's evolved. Yeah, like fifty meters. Like That's, that is an intelligent cow, and the, yeah. that is a that is a nimble cow. Like if you've ever seen a cow, like I mean, cows are not exactly dexterous by any. They're yeah, and I I just couldn't like. They just and and then I, evidently they called a they called a veterinarian. They tried to get um, uh, anesthesia. And conveniently, they went to go. They got the trank gun. They were all out of cartridges. Couldn't, couldn't get any more. Wow. And they were like, we can't get any more for X amount of time. We're then They're on back wow. order. We're out. <laughs> okay, so how much do you figure a cow's worth at the slaughterhouse? Uh, I don't know, honestly. Like, How much money did that, they spend that's what I mean. trying to get this fucking gout? Yeah, and they certainly made that burger not worth it anymore. No, and like evidently, that's kind of... I um, think after day two, you're just like, fuck it, be free. Well, and that's and that's sort of what happened. And the uh, so this was weird. This is this place was called uh, the town of Nissa, uh, which is in South Poland. Um, and I guess they're, um, yeah, they're. Uh, they, it says their political leader at the town of Nissa uh, had said that uh, the farmer, like very very shortly, kind of considered the idea of just like, why don't we just shoot it? But like at that point. The I guess the political leader stepped in and was like, "No, no, you you will not shoot that cow." And this is, is how it's going to be. That is unsportsmanlike for a cow that has fought so hard. Dude. And uh, well, and yep. and, and evidently, what kind of happened is, um, I guess it, people started people started saying they were going to create a fund to pay for the amount that it would have cost for the slaughtered cow, like the money the farmer lost. Just to save, yeah. Just to save this this willful cow. Yeah, because I was like, like this cow did everything. Like that, that cow's in its done power. its homework. Like it knows what to avoid, how to avoid it, and is living at all costs. Like, well, and this this was kind of a nice little uh, a nice little bit from the uh, I guess it would be maybe their mayor, I suppose, of the town um, would be. Uh, he went on to say, "I am not a vegetarian." But fortitude and the will to fight for this cow's life is invaluable. Therefore, I decided to do everything to cause the cow to be delivered to a safe place and in the second stage, as a reward for her attitude, give her a guarantee of a long-term retirement uh, and natural death. They they need to make that cow their town mascot. They really that <laughs> that cow, if anybody deserves a bronze statue erected in town square, it's that cow. <laughs> yep. That that cow. But yeah. just just super heartwarming, amazing, just that, like, the will to live and then people being like, you know, they didn't go to the just like, well, just, you know, shoot it dead. Shoot it. would be yeah. fun, yeah. But, yeah, so no, that, that this is amazing. amazing cow. I'm actually, I, I, I'm getting this image of, like, the farmer try, it's it's it sounds like an old-timey, like, television show. The farmer, yeah. like, Bugs Muddy. And Elmer Fudd, like the farmer trying to catch his cow, like throwing his hat down. Dang <laughs> damn it. As the town officially recognizes the cow it, it as like a national hero and gives it a parade. And the farmer's just 
throwing his hat and shooting his guns in the air. <laughs> it just it just made me so happy. Just like that that they that that kind of recognition could go, go towards something. Yeah, go that cow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Like so to that cow, we salute you. <laughs> we yes. We we do. So is that that that's, everything? That's it. That's that, all. That's wicked. That's uh, the whole beautiful cow story. That's an incredible story. So here's another heartwarming animal story. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> this one's about a little boy named Negro. Wow. Mm, that's a yep. That's an unfortunate this, name. This black dog at the uh, Columbia's Diversified Technical Education Institute of Monterey Casanare. Casanare? Casanare? Um where he you know it's a dog that just sort of lives on the grounds it uh meanders and socializes with the students the the school gives him room and board as just a a means of having like a kind of like a school mascot dog and this dog um there's a cafe on site at the school where one day this dog has been watching people buy buy coffee, buy food, and everything at the counter. Yeah. Okay, and yep. one day, this dog walks in, leaf in its mouth, very intent on buying itself one food. <laughs> and so, thus began the story of where this dog now, every day, comes in with a leaf to buy buy his treats. No way. That is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, this dog has now internalized and figured out the concept of money, has created his own currency, and brings leaves to this cafe every day. Oh, that's all. That's and they, so awesome. they give him dog treats. <clears throat> it's, I, I want to know why this dog's name is Negro. At the same time, it's on campus. So, of course, his name's Negro. <laughs> That's, no, that's just that's adorable. Uh, that, that's just the most amazing. That's that's so like, awesome. Here here is a picture of the dog. Oh my god! Trying to amazing. buy a dog <laughs> treat. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It is so for, for, fucking cute. Viewers in our stream here. I'll I'll, uh, I'll send a message to the Telegram chat. You can find that link on our page on unfurled.net to go and take a look at later. Yeah, we'll we'll post that up. That that's wicked. I love it when when animals sort of learn humanisms. They don't really understand what's going on. They just know that when they bring in this leaf and the person takes it, they get food. They you know what? You know what's ridiculous? The amount of people that I know that have taught their dog to or animal to fetch certain things. I do kind of want to teach my dog to fetch beer. Do it. At the same <laughs> It would be it would be pretty amazing. I've well, I mean, if many people can teach their dog, I've had at least on two occasions that uh, someone's taught their dog to go get their pack of cigarettes, <laughs> <laughs> like give it money. Uh, no, thank. Th thankfully, it hasn't gone quite there yet, because the I do believe the video of the dog driving stick was scary enough. What? So. Speaking of amazing animals, <laughs> um, I think I talked about it like ages ago on the podcast, but there was a terrifying video, amazing, yet terrifying, that there is actually a YouTube video of a, I can't remember what 
like there's a technological institute that somewhere I have no idea where that actually put a dog in a car, set it up so the dog could drive the car and was teaching it to drive stick. And the dog was learning with its paws on the steering wheel when to turn on the curves. It was like a little bit terrifying. Yeah, that's kind of scary. I was like, that dog is going to, that dog's driving that car right now. Although assisted, oh. that dog is driving wow. that car. Okay, so I'm watching this video here, and like they've got this, they've got a setup, like this, a dog with a fake stick shift in the car. These are SPCA dogs, and they've taught three of them. Oh, three dogs. Is that, uh, and see, and that's a different dog than what I. So there's so more there's of them now. There's multiple dogs that can drive cars. Like <laughs> that is. Like look at him. He's just like <laughs> just like a cool bro. Like he's yeah. just God. like that dog is cooler than most people I know. <laughs> so like, in short, animals are fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, could you just imagine that he's just driving around the neighborhood with the window down, bitches? <laughs> yeah, he's got who let the dogs out playing. <laughs> Who let the dog drive? Like, oh. he's turning! <laughs> like, oh I, my God. I just, I don't... I love that the trainer's outside, like, telling him what to do. That's that's what's just outrageous. Like, it's, it's mind-blowing. He's also better than some people I've seen. <laughs> he's better than most humans. <laughs> like, that dog knows how to signal better than most people do. <laughs> Like, oh. it's just, it's just crazy. Like, so if you have some time, just YouTube dogs driving cars and be absolutely enamored in the video that is watching members of the, the wonderful canine society driving vehicles. <laughs> like, be amazed know. at dogs driving cars and buying treats. What's what's next is the little robot Max and the Where Are My Balls Summer. Uh, nobody, <laughs> if you haven't watched Rick and Morty, you won't get that. Uh, oh, I haven't watched Rick and Morty. Basic. Long story short, he um, he uh, Rick Rick makes Morty's dog um, makes him a little helmet to make him smarter. Oh, yeah. and uh, he eventually becomes self aware and just keeps keeps increasing in intelligence mm -hmm. and eventually he makes a little mech suit and and <laughs> learns the english language and asks <laughs> and asks his from now on you shall call me snowball because <laughs> my fur is white and fluffy <laughs> i just said where are my balls summer you know that that'd be the first thing a dog could ask if like they were if they were neutered they'd be like so what happened down down there what uh what's going on Unless, of course, you spend good money on fake testicles that have made a man millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, what are, what are they? Um, They're fake dog testicles? Yeah. Oh, what's the... It's a giant... The, this guy has actually made millions. He has different sizes, different, like, some made of, like, silicone, some made of different materials. He's got all these different ones, different sizes, and he... He does the procedure. He gets them and supplies them and sells them at like some crazy premium. Wow! Um, I can't remember what the company's called. Um, oh I yeah, mean, I can't remember wow. the life of me. But he's made. He's made. I, you know, I, I have to wonder why you would even. I, there's enough vanity around dogs, especially if you've got like a purebred dog or you're you know doing dog shows to have that. You know form intact without having the problems associated with it i could see it 
It's and honestly, like it was just it's so strange to watch him like tell his dog to roll over and then be like, see, like these are the whatever model. And as he's like fondling his dog's <laughs> balls, um, and he's just like, see, they they feel like real, look and feel like real balls. Because I totally like, always go and feel my dog's ball sack. But but you're like you're like, this man has made millions of dollars off of this. But so just, I think he's just like, sure, I'm fondling my dog's balls. But I well, also made them, and I make millions of dollars. Well, so. like, you have to consider just how often that man has come into contact with a dog's testicles. Yeah, like, like he just <laughs> cannot possibly care at this point. It's I, I don't know. It would be like a gynecologist or a urologist seeing 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 like pretty strange. Yeah. It's it's like a doctor just being like, oh yeah, that's a penis. That that's let what me I mean. touch your penis to make sure it's working properly. Like. Pro- prostate Dis- exam, perfect example. Yeah, it's, like, it's just, just business. Work. It's just like, yeah, there you are, sir. Okay, perfect. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I have to wonder what the dog feels like I being fondled know. like that. I, I don't even know if the dog would care, to be honest, because now it, they're fake testicles, so I don't even know if it would have... <laughs> if it would really notice. No, like, just like... The dog is fixed, but now it has fake testicles, and it's being fondled, so, like, there's there's a... Trifecta of weirdness. Yeah, weird kind of thing going on there. Anyway, so enough about dog testicles (laughs) and driving. (laughs) Dogs driving testicles. Oh, that's definitely one of the weirder tangents we've got off on. Um, Certainly. Legitimately, though, like science is amazing. Go look it up and just to see how technical it's like come down to like dogs' balls. Like it's, it's. it's uh humans can ruin anything if they try hard enough but but i don't know if these dogs are happy or like Do, does he sell novelty testicles like oh you can, you can you turn probably... your, can you make your dog's testicles different shapes and like i'm sure you could if you really wanted <laughs> oh to God. square testicles that, that that's probably a thing i i wouldn't doubt it mm. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't okay. i wouldn't doubt it i'm gonna stop i'm, I'm uh, concerned this is the, my concerned face uh, all oh, the time that's funny all the time all concerned all the time so if you haven't noticed fi- fine listeners and those of you who have joined us in the stream without tal here we're also noticeably less uh rage inducing shouty and yeah, animated we're, we're just we're gonna have fun we're, speaking of fun i i have a thing oh and i never thing? have a thing so i i looked up a thing just because i knew tal wasn't going to be here um all right, so down in Grand Rapids, Michigan, there is a uh, uh, a man who was recently uh, caught on film uh, committing burglary. He'd broken into a, a store, and uh, he was searching around, trying to find uh, something that he perceived to be of great value. All right, and when you're, you know, especially if you see these things just hanging out on, on a table, you'd probably be like, oh weird that those are just hanging around but uh so a man down in in michigan here broke into a flooring store okay what he was looking for were gold bars he had probably seen them uh on the counters and such and apparently these were were very you know very tempting looking gold bars I always um, just leave my gold bars lying around. That's that's where I keep mine, right <laughs> well, on the yeah, counter. This right, store, right on the table. This store does for sure. The gold bars he was after, turns out, were foam. 
<laughs> they were they were made of foam. They're little stress stress balls, <laughs> right? Uh, apparently he yeah he had uh, smashed a window in with a rock and come inside, and then after a few minutes of searching around, left precipitously, as fast as he could. Did did he find what he was looking for? I'm sure he did. Picked one up, realized shit. Fuck! I'm going to jail for nothing <laughs> now. He should have just stolen something to make up for it. Like it stole what? It's a flooring store. And maybe he needed flooring? to reno his house. Yeah, yeah like maybe maybe some nice maybe some nice hardwood. Maybe, maybe he's tired of shag carpet. Then for me, I'm I the the thing that I I want to know is what does your life situation have to be such that you walk past a flooring store see gold bars sitting out on a table and go I want those I want those enough that I'm going to break into this flooring store to steal their gold bars and what foam toys look like convincingly enough like gold bars yeah I I mean they are gold bars the I can't remember the the store slogan is something about no stress flooring and they, they use the gold bar shaped uh oh. stress toys, right? <laughs> so they're like they're they're gold metallic colored, they're shaped like a an ingot, but they're they're just a squeezy toy. I just I wanna know I'd I'd like to I'd like to know when when this person at like was this person caught or were they Um unfortunately the article doesn't actually say. I think they were too caught up in the uh the the subject the, matter of yeah. <laughs> now he was masked when he broke in, and I don't oh, think he okay. drove up. So I I don't think they have enough really to go after this guy. I I think he I think he hurts enough. Yeah, like he, I, he is a local laughing stock. That is for sure. He's he's been punished enough, and I don't believe just, he'll be buying any yeah. flooring in his. Just look <laughs> look for the guy overwhelmed with shame as you're talking about the idiot who broke into a flooring store for the, gold bars. I bet the way they're going to figure out who this guy is is he's going to come in and buy some flooring, and they're going to be like, "Would you like one of these promotional gold bar stress toys?" And he's just going to look at it with this hate in his eyes. <laughs> That's that's when he just goes fully ballistic in the store. <laughs> just smash the store apart. <laughs> I just I want to know, like this this is basically this reminds me of the storyline to the movie City Slickers. Like, I don't know this one. The it's it's a pretty it's a pretty wonderful movie. Um, I believe it's like early yeah early nineties like ninety one ninety two. Mm-hmm. Um. And it could even be earlier than that. But basically, like, the the premise is kind of that um, they eventually find this map, but it turns out because they're, um, uh, what was it? They're, uh, there's like a like a gold kind of, uh, what was it? There, there was like a mine, and they say that there's all this gold hidden there. There's this, you know, the Curly's treasure, and... Um, they meet this guy that like fits the exact description and they go on this big adventure and stuff. And, um, but it's like, it's, it's so, it's like, it's, you know, those tall tales, like there's gold in them hills. Yeah. Like if somebody, I don't know, personally, if I even saw, if I saw just giant stacks of cash on a counter of a business, and it's not a bank and they're not doing any sort of 
massive transaction, <laughs> I would assume it's fake. I would hope it's fake. And I would like to think that a flooring store is not doing so well that they can literally leave money on the table. That, that's oh. the part <laughs> that gets me, right? No so the, apparently the store is, their motto or something is like old to gold, right? They're talking about restoring and stuff. So it, it fit the theme of the store. And um, I just was watching a video just real quick to review on it. And yeah, from the, the, the front window, you could see into like the meeting room in the back. And there was just this, you know, interlaced pile of the gold bars sitting there. So, you know, from a distance, it looks like that. But you have to like, think, who leaves their gold? <laughs> do you know how much gold bars piling yeah, on a table this, would cost? Yeah, like a gold ingot. How much like... would it weigh? Yeah. Would that table even hold that much gold? <laughs> like, I this 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 guy who broke in, he either is 14 or has the mind of one because there's... You know, like when you're a kid and you see something that is like way too good to be true. Yeah. But your imagination runs wild with it. You're like, oh, gold bars. I could I could buy so much candy with those gold bars. <laughs> and then you like steal one and you realize it's like styrofoam or something. It's like that. It's it's reminiscent of toy commercials. Whereas like say like that putty, like every like every company had that weird putty and they're like, you can throw it. You can build it. Like, it apparently does everything, but... Or, like, prank your friends with fake gold bars. Yeah, like... <laughs> and and honestly, like, there's just... I just don't... I don't understand how someone could just even fathom... Like, I know flooring stores probably do well for themselves, but, like, not enough to just keep... Gold bars and Stacks of gold no. bars. Uh, I was curious. I looked up what the average gold bar size is. It looks like they typically average about a kilo. Wow. Right? And that, that's going to be, you know, your gold bar about that size. And uh, the value of a, of a kilo of gold, um, it's quoted here as being about half a million dollars. Yeah. When I actually learned, like, how expensive and, like, when I, when I learned how much gold you get for how much money you get, because my parents bought, like, a couple of little gold ingots. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, a little piece like that is, like, $1,800. Yeah. yeah. And and the purity, right, because it's an ingot, is also quite high. So it's not like it's mostly something else with, you know, gold plating or shit. Like, just imagine if there actually was gold in there that even if it was out in the open... Don't do it. There, there They're watching like you. Snipers in the closet. Yeah, like that. That if they have that much gold, they have enough money for a hired gunman. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I have, I have flashbacks of the first Resident Evil movie with that laser trap. <laughs> like I, I don't. And you know, you gotta, you gotta imagine too that if I don't know if this flooring store is very big, if it's like you know. Uh, a big chain, or if it's like a uh, a small single kind of owned shop, uh, or franchised or what? Well, you gotta know that if somebody's got like fifty gold bars that they can just leave in their meeting room, <laughs> they don't run a flooring store. No, all right, that's just it. Is between all of this, clearly something didn't click right. 
because it's obviously not what it looked like. Yeah, unless uh, it's like Mafia Flooring Incorporated. <laughs> it's, uh, gold. It, unless it's a like gold flooring store. Yeah, like the it floors with gold ingots. That, yes. <laughs> what is it? Their uh, their flooring business is just a clever front for their. For their gold mining shipment and distribution business. <laughs> I, I just imagine one of the most, like, painful, infuriating, like, contemporary art piece would be a completely, like, just gold ingots layering the floor in an epoxy resin. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, is, oh. I shudder to think of how much money would be wasted. I wouldn't even... I would shudder to think about how many people are trying to steal your floor. <laughs> I'm... It would, be, be, it would be funny to watch them try. It would be funny. People chiseling away, and I guess that wouldn't be a terrible way to keep your fortune, there's, right? There's like, just a single, like, mall cop with a taser just, like, tasing people. Just <laughs> walks up, gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, uh, honestly, or a sniper from the tower just, like, picking people up. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. So, if, you, uh, if you're meandering by a local flooring store... And it looks as though that they may have gold bars. They probably don't. If you so. break into a flooring store to steal their gold ingots, you might be a redneck. <laughs> Straight up, like, <laughs> I yeah, there, there is not enough. There is not enough hallucinogens. <laughs> oh, there are. The, <laughs> oh, there are. <laughs> there, there probably is, but... But, but yes. having said that... That man did not have enough brain cells to make that connection i i just like i just can't i don't know i i can't i can't make that connection you're you're too smart for this story and and i and i don't even consider myself that smart and i'm too smart for it <laughs> so yeah. um it, yeah if you're that guy if you enter end up in that situation just stop for five minutes give it a think <laughs> yeah go so. to mcdonald's and buy a cheeseburger just just turn around and leave. Consider your options. Yeah. And if you see any gold ingots sitting on a counter and you're welcome McDonald's, don't steal it. It's not real. That that would make a brilliant new Diet Coke commercial because of the like direction they've gone in. You'd be like, be like, you walk by the flooring store, those gold ingots look pretty good. They're probably not real though. So you should probably have a Diet Coke. Just have a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, like that's and that's like honestly, like and that that's all that guy needed to do is yeah yeah and, and have a diet coke <laughs> and possibly possibly a lobotomy because he, he's going to do the world no good like uh, oh. that's awesome oh fantastic so I think uh, I think we have a car thing don't we we do all so right. we can we can put car on so we can stop rambling about animals and not real gold. Uh, but I love animals. animals and not real gold. So yeah, I <laughs> will go figure out how to make Car's voice come across the internets here. We'll and figure out. Do we have an email? Uh, we have three emails. Ooh, three emails. Someone three posted emails. our episodes. Oh, one for holy everyone. Shit. Yeah, so uh, there'll be some mild dead air as I try to remember how this works. So dead I will air. be right back. Doesn't he just play it, or does he drag it in there? I, it it doesn't have to be dead air though, because we could just uh, we could uh, come up with a nice little ditty for we the can. intermission. Dan. We've been dead aired. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I really shouldn't be surprised. Like, I guess there was some sort of incredibly optimistic part of me that was going to hope that this was all going to work out. But honestly, I really should have known better. So, of course, we talked before and joked about how against all sort of predictions otherwise, that it looked like North Korea was going to actually sit down and have a civil discussion with the United States. Although really, I almost feel like that sentence should have been flipped around. Now, for those of you who have not heard, uh, this morning, the honeymoon is officially over. Uh, Trump sent a formal diplomatic letter to Kim Jong-il or un, telling him, hey, the summit's off. Now, for those of you who weren't keeping track, a couple months ago, we had, of course, the case where, again, surprisingly, it sounded like uh, Trump and uh, Kim Jong-un were actually going to have a chat. There were some preliminary sort of discussions that happened, and North Korea actually looked like they were entertaining the idea that, hey, we might be willing to talk about other things, including disarmament, uh, you know, in exchange for you guys not bombing us back into the Neolithic Age again. Uh, that would be neat. So we have this summit kind of tentatively planned, and then instead of it just kind of going quietly from there, it actually looked like it was going to happen. There were those initial discussions first with South Korea, South Korea acting as a liaison, China uh, doing a little bit of liaising as well. And then we actually had a tentative, oh, wow, there's actually, you know, a city on some neutral ground in Singapore. Th th this might actually happen. Okay, now we've got a date set. Uh, you know, plans are probably being made for the security detail, for the logistics, for all that stuff. We had the monumental pictures just a couple of weeks ago of Kim Jong-un and the South Korean president, who name currently escapes me, shaking hands at the DMZ, which is something that has not happened in a while. Now, again, something to keep in mind with all of this is, again, technically speaking, there is still a state of war from a diplomatic standpoint that exists between the Koreas and then by proxy, the allies of South Korea, right? We're only just under a ceasefire right now. So, Again, I mean, at any time, this could flare back up, and everyone's been doing their absolute damnedest to not let that happen. Um, but it actually looked like there might have been a final, actual, formal end in completeness to the Korean War. Uh, and I know this is not exactly a hilarious start, but, like, it's just... This is just damned annoying. And, I mean... and. For those of you who are trying to wonder, like, what the hell happened? What fell apart? I will first off start that there have been entire legions of political scientists that have dedicated their life to trying to understand North Korea more. There's a reason it is called the Hermit Kingdom. It is very difficult to get a good and complete picture of what's actually going on in that country compared to any other country in the world. Even, you know, more iffy countries, we'll say, like Russia or you know, the inner workings of China, like we still, there is still far much more, know, more that we know and we can speculate about those countries than we could ever actually speculate about North Korea. And that's just because of the sheer 
utter and complete lack of information. What I can say is that holding massive military naval exercises off the coast of North Korea probably didn't fucking help. What am I talking about? Well, last week, fucking North Korea got a little bit pissy and concerned about some things when American and South Korean battle groups were conducting live fire naval exercises a couple of hundred miles off their coastline. I'd be nervous too. I've played enough Civ in my life to know that you tend to get a little bit uncomfortable if you suddenly see your potential enemies lining up a bunch of military units on your border. Like, come on! For fuck's sake! Like, I know that sometimes these exercises get planned months, if not years, in advance, but given the circumstances of the last few weeks, do y'all think that maybe, just maybe, it was time to stop using stick and a little bit more fucking carrot? Christ! I mean, you had the man talking. You shook hands with the motherfucker at the border. And then South Korea still thinks it's a great idea to invite the American Navy over for tea and crumpets. For good, good, duh! I mean, I guess it's the American Navy, so it'd be less tea and crumpets and more, I don't know, not even grog, honestly. The American Navy is kind of, they don't get any of the fun stuff the Royal Navy does. Anyway, my point being, is that this entire thing has just completely fallen apart, and it's not just a single person's fault. If anything, Trump is probably one of the last people to blame at this particular moment in time, and I know that that sounds so weird coming out of my fucking mouth of all people, but let me explain. So, initially after the meeting between North and South Korea's leaders, the... South Koreans have basically kind of been gently warning and talking to folks in the U.S. about how, you know, I I can't get a good read on, on Kim Jong-un yet. I'm not 100% sure what his intentions actually are. Like, he might be legitimately trying to make this peaceful, but he could also just be stalling for time. I really, I don't 100% know. And so, of course, Trump in part latched onto this, but the bigger concern are some of the elements in the U.S. government, the far more hawkish ones. Uh, by hawkish, I mean ones that actually look for war, or at the very least, look to continue to budget for the military. Now, the problem is, is that right now, the Secretary of State for the United States is a very aggressive person who has in the past been on record as saying that he despises North Korea, that he wishes that we would just wipe them off the map and get it over with. This is also a man who has openly said that say, basically the same thing uh, about Iran. Uh, also, the Secretary of State now, who is the residing Secretary of State, while uh, the U.S. backs out of the Iran deal, and this is that's related, so I'll get there in a second. But it's just like, you know, it basically... Peace on the, on the Korean continent is bad for business, as far as the U.S. military-industrial complex goes. Uh, basically, right, again, as you've probably heard me say this figure time and again, but the United States military is bigger than every other countries in the world combined. The United States could fight a slugging war with the rest of the world, barring nuclear power. They could lose tank for tank, 
gun for gun, maybe not man for man, because the United States is not the most populous country in the world, but in every other form of attrition, the United States could trade blows one for one and come out on top. To say nothing of the fact that they are backed by the actual physical industrial might of the United States. And to truly appreciate how powerful that actually is, uh, you just look back at World War II. Uh, I mean, the thing is, is that if the United States truly needed to, they could convert the industrial power of that country into pure military production in a remarkably short amount of time. Now, definitely there have been some concerns that a lot of that industrial might that made the United States so powerful in the during World War II and then in the post-war world, uh, a lot of that has disappeared to China and to other places in the world, and that is absolutely partially correct. But the thing is, is that the United States also has just that raw technical capability. Now, again, there's also that debate of, you know, if there was ever a shooting war, how much of that would they lose suddenly because they couldn't trade for, you know, microchips from China or Japan or something like that. But the thing is that the United States is, like the United Kingdom, a very, very big island. It's just, I mean, it's bigger than obviously the UK, but they have the Navy to defend their shores for long enough time that they can, you know, convert everything. And why am I going on about this? Because it's all business, right? There are a very large amount of people, politicians and uh, business leaders and other rich fucks that have a lot to lose if there isn't as much need to keep building tanks and ships and guns anymore. Now, Absolutely. In the grand scheme of things, North Korea is a small potato. A, an actual war on that continent would not last long. It would be very, very bloody, and it would be very, very violent, but it would be very, very short. Unless China did exactly what they did in World War or in the Korean War and intervened again, but who knows how much they'd actually be willing to do that. And so you have a lot of these people in the American government that have been whispering in Trump's ear for the last week, telling him that you know, Kim Jong-un isn't going to disarm. He's going to try and uh, just use this to stall for as much time and move as much as he can to secret underground bunkers and this, that, and the other thing. And this is a bad idea and you shouldn't do it. There have been other members of the South Korean government that have been doing much the same to their American counterparts. Again, saying this is a bad idea. He, they're just doing this. Now, North or South Korea's current president is far more uh, a proponent of peaceful negotiation than his predecessor was, who was an absolute hardline, um, like, no, we need to punch them in the goddamn face all day, every day. And it's kind of, I, I can't help but wonder that if this current South Korean president was in power when Obama was the president in the States, that what just happened, this whole thing falling apart may not have happened. Um, but again, my bigger concern now, and the reason that I go back to saying that this is a really bad idea, is that now Trump is truly starting to show off or reveal just how fucking incompetent he actually is at statecraft. Because he has to take basically all of his decisions after listening to advice from his cabinet, from his advisors, from whoever else he decides to let into the White House and has paid the admission that day. And they're the ones that are actually influencing this policy because they're the ones that can get the presidency or they can whisper into his head. And, of course, he's only letting in the people that he thinks are like him, these big, strong, gruff personalities that, you know, absolutely America first and we got to watch out for ourselves. This is why that 
they have backed out of this Iran deal because, again, it's bad for business if you're removing a threat from the world. And it's just, fuck. And the frustrating thing is, too, is it's, it's not helping the United States in any other negotiations either because, especially by backing out of the Iran deal, by destroying this deal that they had started to foster with North Korea is they're once again, just putting themselves up as a bully in the world and not as a legitimate power that could actually use all of their strength and their wealth and their power for legitimate good. Because I mean, yes, you have the rest of the European Union, you have all these other countries in the world that are willing to stay in, including Canada with this deal with Iran, one that took so many years to hash out. And by the United States backing out, all they've done is they've removed a lot of the teeth from that. Because, again, largest military in the world versus every other country in the world combined. Um, and also with just the – and, again, a lot of people don't appreciate just how much power projection comes with that. right? The United States has the power to actually put their force out into the world, whereas uh, Canada – right? I mean, we have to hitch a ride on whoever's going to take us. Like our our soldiers, our our armed forces, man for man, are incredibly capable, as they have proven before. Again, look at the history. Again, the United Kingdom, very capable soldiers, man for man, but they do not have nearly the amount of power projection, the ability to actually get their forces somewhere in the world that isn't immediately on their border, that the United States does. It's and you lose that, and you lose a lot of that. Without going too much into military grand strategy. Uh, you lose the ability to put your forces where they need to be in the world without the oomph of a United States carrier task force. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, and again, it's just saying to the world, like, hey, you know, I'm the U.S. I'm going to do a deal until I don't think the deal's great anymore, and then I'm going to rip it apart and piss on the ashes. So, yeah, that's just, that is that is my frustration with this whole thing, and it's it's just, it's a very worrying kind of trend to just show it, that the person who is controlling the White House right now is willing to completely collapse what could have been and what he was touting himself as a landmark achievement for his administration, which given the amount of other blunders and fuck-ups that have been going on, he kind of needed a win. Not that I wanted him to have one, but just... Ah. It's been a long week, if you couldn't tell. Anyway, that's all for me for today. I think I've ranted enough. As always, questions, comments, etc., us at unfurled.net. And of course, you can engage throughout the week in our Telegram chats and whatnot. I usually try and pop in when I can. But my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. So, I don't want to be like the majority of the world and say I told you so <laughs> you, you know what's sad it's not even it's not even a gratifying experience in this case to say I told you so it just much like Carr I'm sure we could all agree that everyone who's anyone just wanted this to be a thing and I think it would have just been just honestly like the cat's knees, the bee's ass, if you will, <laughs> that it would have been so great if something like this could have, you know, gone through. And, you know, honestly, like especially through all the through all the like, you know, national inquirer 
basically ranked publicity <laughs> that's come out of this that like like his administration is it it would have been a major win like it would have but nope and yeah. it and, had to fall through and well and after you know after the whole you know iran deal debacle and everything i feel like i uh, i don't know I, now correct me if i'm wrong but i'm sure we could all look at mr trump and realize that he's probably not an easy man to please i, I think that's probably fairly certain so sadly unless it's a hundred percent his way I'm not seeing a lot of agreeable tendencies from that man, sadly. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, works in some ways, works fantastically. Which is funny because it seems like the only friend Donald Trump has ever had was in King John Un. <clears throat> I just, I just. It seemed to be like two guy, like two grown adult babies that saw a lot of each other in themselves. You're, that's probably like pretty. Accurate, probably why honestly. they got along so well. That's true. Like it, it really, it really is. And you know, it just like the one thing Donald Trump actually had the opportunity to do right is he fucked it. Yeah, and it it just sort of like I don't know, like to be. It just it's a little bit like it's a little bit off putting. To think that, you know, when somebody tells you, so for instance, like, I don't know, let's like use this as an example. So it's it's definitely a little bit, you know, I understand it's a little bit different, but um, say for instance, if you went down to your corner store and someone's like, if you go down to the corner store and buy a bingo brand lottery ticket, you will win the lottery. You will. A decent amount of money, you will you'll you'll win the you'll win the main pot. All you got to do, got to get in your car. Say say it's a town over, and then be like, you got to drive one town over, go to this one convenience store, buy that brand of lottery ticket, and you will win the lottery. And you're just like, well, you know, I got to spend like that other county's like an you know an hour away. Mm -hmm. That's pretty far. So may, maybe I won't. <laughs> And I I get it that but like if he had done this, like if if he had just tried that that's you like, know what even that, if he showed the, up I think that's the biggest shame here is that we hadn't even gotten started to see what this would look like yeah and we've already decided it's over well make an right? effort yeah yeah like and I'm and you know what I think people even if they didn't come to any kind of agreement. I would see people still giving him endless pats on the back for even consider, you know, consideration Just getting trying. to the table. Yeah. Right. Something that nobody else has really been ever, ever able to do. Yeah. And just actually expending that effort to do it, just hearing each other out and figuring it out, I think would have been, I don't know, kind of a, just it, just it, so positive at least a step in the right direction yeah right? like anything like even if you don't you know you, you may not solve world hunger but you know what if you make a few hundred extra loaves of bread and distribute them it's helping right it's doing something 
right? Your, your like handful of change to, you know, kids help phone or whatever, like the little boxes at the convenience stores. It's like, yeah, you're not giving them tens of thousands of dollars or much money, but you're giving them what you can Yep. and you're helping. Yeah. You know, but I just feel like, I don't know. He just, it's, it's I, just given all the tension that's been going on with North Korea and that shit, like there is a real opportunity that Trump both created and destroyed. Well, I, I feel like it's kind of irritating to say that one man's <clears throat> ego and pigheadedness kind of halted like one of the, like, what could have been like a pretty substantial moment in history. It, it would have been a day for the books for sure. Like, and, but, and, and that's just like the, and it really makes you think like the power of an ego, right? Like, like really is yeah. almost what it boils down to, right? Like consider, Oh, I don't know. You know, the rest of the billions of people on earth, like, I don't know. It, yeah. It one seems... man's opinion versus the world. It seems it seems a little a little goofy. I mean, like, I mean, it's hard to. It's tell unfortunate, what, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. it's it kind of it kind of sucks. It could have been it could have been pretty spectacular, but at the same time, at least he's consistent. Because I can't honestly say that I've from anybody I've talked to about it were confirmed that that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people had very low hopes for it. Yeah. So I guess they, in a way, weren't disappointed. But why, but why do we have to live in a world where we just live in anticipation of constant disappointment? It's, that's, that's, that's what I want to know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it seems a little goofy, but... Like, clearly nobody thinks that he's capable of doing this job, and he's only been proving people right, and yet nothing happens you know i i guess all we'll have to do is just hold out hope that you know one day somebody will come along or maybe himself will maybe somehow reignite this thought of i'm just you know, saying that assassination is always an option <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, here at unfurled we do not condone assassination <laughs> i do not condone uh, that one of our listeners should go and <laughs> pull the trigger but uh, Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> yeah. D um, <laughs> so, terms of service and uh, <laughs> regulations. Roland's uh, opinion explicitly does not reflect that of the podcast, right? <laughs> like, like Roland's opinion is that of just because it seems that of somebody that that is real is purely is purely coincidence, and he, his opinion is actually fictitious. And uh, <laughs> Roland's opinions are entirely fictitious, much like his personality. No, ouch! No, 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 no. You're, you're a wonderful, beautiful human being, and you know it, Roland. Oh, thank you. And we love having you here. I love having me here too. <laughs> Speaking of wonderful human beings, emails. We have people who have sent us. There's now four of them. our wonderful listeners have sent us email. Yeah, it's amazing when I actually do my job. <laughs> All right. Um, heck, I'll start, and we'll just go around. All right. This first one here is from Talu. Greetings, unfurled. Something I seek your wisdom on. I have recently reduced the number of projects and hobbies I spend time on to help concentrate on the most important ones. Though I am still learning to manage my 
time with them. What methods do you use or lessons have you learned when it comes to making time for friends, family, work, and hobbies? This is something I still have trouble with. <laughs> I, I Yeah. What? I'm just trying to think of what the, the best way to say this would be. When when you're making time for it, the, the big thing is just to... For me, it's prioritize and then make sure that you're actually spending the focus on the thing you're trying to to focus on. The project, you know, whatever it is you're trying to get done, make sure you've set the time aside and use the time you've set aside for it. Yeah, when it comes to projects and hobbies for me and actually dedicating the time to do it, there's a couple really important things to actually do about it. <clears throat> One of them is making it habit, which is what I would say is the most important one. It's huge. The more you do something, the more you want to do give something, your, honestly. Give yourself a space to do it mm -hmm. and do it daily. Um, five minutes to start, and then you pretty much go from there. Um one thing to look up would be, I believe it's the Pomodoro technique. Um, basically, the principle that you work on something for about 10 to 15 minutes, take a five-minute break, come back for another 15 minutes, take a five-minute break, and there's intervals to do this work Yeah, um, that keep you focused. Um, they don't... It, it's to prevent fatigue <clears throat> and allows you to do more work on something. Uh, another method being that you start it for 10 minutes, and then if you want to keep going, you keep going. If you want to stop, you stop. You've done 10 minutes. That's your day. That's good. Um, and also, being my, like, I think it's important to create strict boundaries when it comes to like dividing your time between work and family and all that. If you're working, there's no time for ma for family. If you're with family, there's no time for working. Yeah, don't let them bleed together. Because then you just end up oversubscribing yourself and you have no time for any of it. You're half-assedly paying attention to both things. Yeah. And, and I think, honestly, like, one of the biggest things, too, is, you know, although friends, family, and work are very important, you need to make time for yourself as well. Yeah, don't don't forget about your own There's there's nothing, time and energy. Honestly, there's nothing that will make you feel better from a personal standpoint anyway is having personal self-reflection time mm -hmm. honestly is just if you i don't think people should ever have to feel selfish for wanting to spend an evening with themselves and do what you want to do and be a little bit selfish i think that's very very important i'm not saying like you know definitely it's not suggested to do that all the time but i think you know at somewhat regular intervals, you should be spending time with yourself as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Everyone needs to take time for themselves. And and honestly, and you also need time, um, I guess, essentially away from yourself too, where you should be, you know, well, work does take up a good amount of our time. So, I mean, the time that you're not spend working, you should spend enjoying it, whether that be with yourself, with friends, with family, or however you see fit, right? Mm -hmm. Your time is your own and you can split it up as well or how you want. But I think honestly that just do it, do it makes you happy. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's first and foremost, I think. Yeah. Uh, email ends up here with, I hope you are well and wishing you the best. Regards, Talu. Well, thank you very much, Talu. Thank you. Thank you. All uh, right. Who wants to read the next one? Uh, I'll read the next one. Perfect. <clears throat> From 
Satanic fury. It's actually furry, but... <laughs> you just um, wanted to be that guy? Yes. Ooh, tangent on the ten... Tangent of the tangistal. Hooray. Um, regarding your outburst about, wow, 40 episodes ago on episode 31, I'm not going to school you on how wrong you are for several things mentioned. I'm so glad I'm reading the email about wow. <laughs> um, however, I will clarify several points for you. Taran paladins are not paladins. They are sunwalkers. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Sunwalkers, TLDR, are religious torn who revere the sun, one of the Earth's mother's eyes, and use the sun as their weapon like human paladins use the light. They're classed as paladins for gameplay reasons, saves creating a whole new class that only one race can play. Why make 40 uh, main raids easier and require less people? Money. It costs money and time to make raids. If no one or very... If no one or very few people can play said raid, it is a waste of money. Why do you think they recycled Nax for Wrath? They spent all this money making a raid so hard that 1% of the player base could play it, wasting much time and money in the process. WoW has to evolve to compete in today's market for instant gratification. If you do not evolve, you die, no matter how big you are. Friend Moose has been replaced by Friendship Bird from the desk of Grand Marshal Hex. Um, I, I, I agree with you um, on, on what you've said there. In particular, yeah absolutely the the game has to evolve um a lot of what fueled our discussion previously was nostalgia um thinking back to days of when we were remembering a game that we played not the game that none of us currently play and i like so i don't i've almost never played wow i've never made a past level 20 however i do remember with fondness a time when games were a lot more difficult and less catering to the general populace, so to speak, yep. when games presented a challenge and not just a fun thing to play. Because I liked both. Yeah, and one thing is, like, WoW has managed to hold on to its subscriber base for a long time, and it keeps it, you know, it rotates it out, right? They have lots of players coming in, lots of players going out. So they have to, to keep changing, and yeah, it... it like any game that is out there almost exclusively at some point it comes down to dollars and those dollars speak a lot as to what what gets changed um and they're like a lot of games now that are trying to open up to the general populace you know he is right you basically need to make games easier to make them more enticing for people to play <clears throat> so it makes sense even if it's not really yeah what it's the game not used what to be i liked but I can see why other people like it. Yeah, oh, definitely. Right? It's you know they make a very good, very good point. If you don't evolve, you yeah, you fizzle, you you fizzle get, out, right? If but, you don't evolve, you turn into. Uh... <laughs> so I was going to mention other MMOs, and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, but some of them are still around, kind of, <laughs> sort of, maybe, like, like Swotor, yeah, or uh... which which hasn't done bad. What you was know, that? Most the time when they go free to play, it's kind of like. Ah, yes. The what was that other one, coffin. like EverQuest or something? EverQuest is still around. Yeah, it's still going, it actually. Not ended. Is it still as big as it used to be? I may not have the massive player base it used to, but it still has a you know player what's, base. You know what's funny that it even still exists? RuneScape. Yeah, that has like That's a hardcore wild. Just wild. player base. 
I don't even yeah. know why. It's insane. Like I remember, you know, getting around the uh, the school firewall to be able to play during lunch hour. It's honestly, and I like, I just there's just so much better out there. <laughs> there's so but, many like, better games than fucking RuneScape. But to be honest, though, I mean, like you I mean, do, you do you boo like yeah, some <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, some if you're happy. Some people you consider have been playing that game for the last 10, 20 years, and they just, they haven't needed anything else. I'm sure all their friends are there and all that good stuff. Honestly, like, it it really is, like, and, and I can say, you know, that that actually World of Warcraft has evolved in a lot of good ways that I've personally found, anyways, that I've been able to play and have a decent, enriching first-player experience mm-hmm. just playing by myself, just and it's still content. a vast immersive game like there's and that's what i like right it's it's very imaginative and i think it's i don't know if you just drop a monthly fee and you know just play for a month whatever even yeah. a few times you probably get that's a the one thing wow has definitely done is for the players who just want to experience new content it is quite easy to just drop your month or two of fee play through the new stuff and then stop yeah, and Which that's beautiful. It, it's a it's something that a lot of these MMOs don't do anymore. Yeah, it, it's sort of a play and stop model. Which is which is brilliant, I think. Anyways, yeah. Mm. What's next? Um, we've got what's our next one here from our newest uh, Patreon contributor. Oh yeah, so we've got this. Uh, we've got this Salon uh, Sagal sends us a lovely email. And writes, hello, Unfurled, new listener, but I've listened down to episode 10 so far. You got a long way to go. Uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoy the ride. Uh, but I'm curious if you have any advice, any advice for someone who has issues being social, going to their first con in a few months. Ooh. Um, I think we've discussed this before, but we can sort of go over the, the highlights, uh, at least from, from each of our points of view. For, for me, if it's your first con... One, be prepared not to do what you were thinking you were going to do. There's especially if it's a big con like ACFC. Almost these, never, almost everyone never has the time they thought they would to yeah. do the things they wanted. Yeah, be ready <clears throat> to be social. Go out there, you know, have a good time, meet people. Um, so yeah, I mean, keep, keep your plans loose. Aside from the usual, like, try to be open, and I guess, like, open yourself to the idea of meeting new people. I know it's not all—it's not really easy for everyone just to do. I mean, like, myself in particular, I'm—most of the time, I'm not that outgoing. Mm -hmm. I keep to myself a lot, and I would be just as happy, like, in my room sometimes as I would be going to the dance. That said, I love going to the dance, and, like— I think when you're going to a con, just keep in mind what you do want to do, what you do enjoy enjoy doing, and meeting people with those same interests. Yeah. You're going to have a lot more to talk about. Definitely find the circle that overlaps with you if you can. I know I've spent a lot of time in the game rooms at at cons, Mm -hmm. um, just wandering around. You know, go, if you play cards like Magic or, you know, whatever you like, board games, bring a board game or something to the games room. There's the dens that you can go and hang out at. Uh, game tournaments going on all the time. Um, any of the panels, I know quite a few people that have met new friends there. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, like to to speak to that too, because I mean, I just somewhat recently went to my first one as well, 
And honestly, like, I don't think in, in a lot of places, I don't think I've ever met such, you know, wonderful, warm and inviting people. And anybody will be willing to talk your ear off about anything in a good way, just as you'll talk their ear off as well. And I think the biggest thing is like the, the kind of main point is to not, don't worry about, don't worry about judgment. Don't worry about kind of, don't let your kind of brain get the better of you. Honestly, everyone does everything in their own time. So if you need a little bit to kind of float and sort of find your place, find it. Yeah. But you know what? Find your comfort zone, but also step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, have don't, you... don't be afraid to to step outside and, and, and have a look around. Find that balance. Because, I mean, everybody there is more than like that. And just think of how many more new people are there just like you. Yeah, just like right? you. Have you guys ever seen uh, Yes Man? I think it's that Jim Carrey movie. I have. I have not. Okay, so the basic premise of the movie is that, like, Jim Carrey joins this cult, basically, and it's like, say yes. Instead of saying no, just say yes. And I think if you go into a con with that kind of a mindset in mind, you will have a lot more fun. Yeah. Because it... One of the greatest things in life is being open to new experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you will have a lot more fun if you experience new things at a convention setting. It's part of what makes conventions so amazing. Yeah. Just remember, it's a gigantic collection of people like you who are and they there are to celebrate like you. You know, your 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 love of, of furry. These yeah, these people are here for the same reasons you are. I, I assume it's a furry con that you're going to, by the way. You did I think MFF but... is coming up. Yeah. But I mean, regardless regardless of that fact, I mean, you're you're going to be one way or another, whether it be whether it be a furry con, a comic con, a anything doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever it's, it's it is, pretty much the same for any convention. You're with your people. That's like consider it that way. Like you're honestly, you're with an entire an entire building of people that share your interests in some yep. way, shape, or form. Right. Just, so. just go and enjoy. And we yeah. hope you do. And tell us about He's, it. Yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, just checked the YouTube chat. He's going to be bringing his magic deck now. Do it. Yeah, do it. Right right so many people play magic at cons. Um, and the last one. Last, last, email, last this, one. This one. It's this pretty short. Interesting. Oh, Megaplex. That's uh, where he's going. So this is from Bat Moose. Good evening, Unfurled. With all the controversy going on, what is the cat's opinion of two Griffin? So I'm, first of all, I'm assuming by cat you're aiming that at me, because no one else really quite fits. Yeah. Unless you meant to the cast, in which case we're still going to all tell you what we think. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I know there's been some drama around two. I just don't know what it is. I kind of fell out of following him. Yeah. I just two grew out of him, I guess. Well, so... Two was very popular at a time when very inflammatory, derogatory humor was popular. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't changed since then. So, yeah, much like you, I don't follow Two anymore because he's not relevant to my interests. Yeah, I I don't care about what he's doing, and that's about the gist of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to get more, at least out of my opinion... Let me know what's going on, um, and I can discuss it then. I might look it up, and we can follow this like, up again next week. But There's uh, 
I mean, like, this isn't the first time Two's been on the end of the big old drama stick, and I just, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was funny back in the day. I just haven't followed up on him in, in some years. I, I, I do other things. Nears, I understand, his bit hasn't changed much. Yeah. I don't know if... if uh, no, Adam... I've got no... no. I have the foggiest and clue, but... Now that be, some... now that, my impression of two is that now that being a dickbag is no longer the popular thing to do, everyone's getting really pissed off at him, and that this is just the natural progression of him being a personified douchebag. It definitely could be. I'll pull out some of my old DVDs for you, though, uh, Adam. I'll show them to you. Sure. Right on. Um, second part of this email, then. Taboo <laughs> question for you all. <laughs> Which would you fuck... A dick girl? Oh my god, I'm uh, stuttering like a... I read that as duck girl. A dick girl or a cunt boy? Duck girl. Regards <laughs> bat moose. Uh, All right, let's go around the table. Adam. Uh, I've already professed my secret, but now not secret all over the internet love for Fuda, so that's me. Cunt boy. <laughs> you know what? So, I've recently been privy to, <laughs> to seeing... <laughs> To seeing cases for DVDs of such subject matter. Oh goodness! <laughs> and I've never, and I still stand by my. I cannot. The one thing that'll make me cringe is the word "boy pussy." The <laughs> one word. It's just, well. I mean, let's. Yeah, that's squicky. It. It's so fucking gross. Ugh, and I. And there, there's a few things wrong with that. Word and when when the microphones are off and we're on unfurled after midnight, um, <laughs> perhaps I will share such things where I'm like, this should not be, and <laughs> no. not neither of them should be, but this should not be. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that that's my preference, anyways. Yeah, for me, I I don't know which I would rather. <laughs> if you the the problem is it's a. If you had to choose I, I feel one, like, those see, like, annoying hypotheticals. My, my answer was almost why not both, but if we're talking about preferences here, then yeah. Yeah, I I don't... The problem is I honestly don't know. It's it's not a choice that I've ever really forced myself to confront. Um, uh, it's, it's understandable. I don't know. I'll say cunt boy for now and then figure out if I'm wrong later when I'm awake at night realizing what I've just said to the Once internet. you've looked deep within yourself. Yeah. Um, and that that is it for emails for tonight. All right. And I think we'll call it there because uh, that's what we do. And uh, Tal, take us out. All right. Thank you, Omari, for the uh, the logo and Screen Fox for the music. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you if thank you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to us either through the email contact form on our page at www.unfurled.net. Um, rate, like, subscribe, rate us five stars on iTunes, and subscribe. Smash that like button on YouTube. Um, smash it delicately. This is with sensitive your, electronic equipment. With, <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry, I totally. I, I, I was I was gonna try to make like a dick girl cunt boy joke about oh, that, but uh. no. Um, so <laughs> uh, smash that, smash that cunt boy. Um, I mean, was there anything? Do we do? Oh yeah, don't forget uh, about our Patreon. Um, we do have a Patreon. There seemed to be some confusion about that in the unfurled chat. So. Yeah. Uh, 
we do have a Patreon, and we do love giving you giving money to us. So, and and we appreciate it. We, we definitely appreciate it. Um, if you're looking for our Patreon, our Twitter, our unfurled channel, our unfurled chat, you can find all of it on our homepage at unfurled.net. Also, don't forget to email us at us at unfurled.net. Yep. That's and if you have any messages for Carr, you can always ping us on the channel or send us an email as yeah. well. We'll make sure he gets it. Join our Telegram chat also on the Unfurled page. We uh, we love having company there, and there's some pretty good discussions that happen. And Definitely. I think, uh, we've probably forgotten something, but fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going home. <laughs> good night. And God bless. Hang on. Hang on. I need. Hang on. Hang on. That's fine. We can we can use that. <laughs> That's good. And uh, that was cut bad. It in later. Yeah, no, just cut just cut that to the end. That's perfect. Um, and as always, we love you. We'll miss you. And um, actually, you should do it. And I don't, <laughs> that would be. I I don't know how I I don't know having having a double. It it could work. It could work. Here, we should all three do one. You know what? You know what? We'll just cut this out. This is all oh God. It just, it's so dry. That's <laughs> much, much, much like, no. Okay, now I was about to make a cunt boy reference, and I'm not going to, no. <laughs> I'm not going to. So, so, um, yeah, what, what do you prefer? And at that, I'll leave you with that. Everything is suffering. <laughs> Good night.